Matthew Hoppy and Hoppy's in for Schalke. Magnificent finish. Amina Reeks run meanwhile here. Looks for Hoppy again. Oh my word! You cannot write this kind of script. Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute. Willkommen zum das einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke podcast. We are the kings of optimism, but that optimism is starting to wane. This is episode 116 of Shock America, and I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me on the show, as always, is co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, uh, how are we doing these days? Man? You know, I think a, a change to uh, the Broken Record podcast as a new name, potentially, might be a good move. Because it's, it's just another, you know, solid Rinse, half. repeat. Yeah, for defending before an ultimate defensive collapse that leads to a three or four goal defeat so uh looking forward to talking about that once again <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely no it's been a um a, a rinse repeat cycle no doubt about it just like i don't know man uh we started with that nice win with uh under gross and we had some optimism but that obviously that optimism is starting to wane and uh you know the season is going on and on and we're getting towards the end here and i still got a few games to go like 14 games or so left to go but uh there has been no sign of progress here but uh, before we get into that um, obviously, the big news for us on deadline day was Ozan Kabak did leave to Liverpool. Um, and so, you know, the deal was a loan with an option to buy, no obligation to buy. Uh, but uh, this past weekend, Ozan Kabak let a, uh, I guess, a goodbye message of sorts. Um, let's just, uh, let me just show you, let's show what he, he wrote down here. So uh, he came out with this letter and it says, uh, as of today, I am no longer part of the wonderful Shaka community of a place that I had the privilege to, call, privilege to call home for one and a half years. I would like to thank all my teammates and coaches with whom we have fought together during my time here. I have no doubt that Shaka no fear will soon reach the level of success this club deserves. Lastly, all my best wishes and respects go to Shaka fans whose never ending love and support have always been a huge motivating presence for me. Thank you for everything. Ozan Kabak. This sure seems like a goodbye letter, Jack. Um, I mean, I, I guess it was, I guess we all thought for certain this was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen that Liverpool would probably buy him, but uh, he's basically saying, "Yeah, I'm not coming back, no matter what, whether buy me or not." Did you take that as a sin? Yeah, yeah. The way it was phrased certainly made it sound fairly final, and not like, "Hey, I'm just dipping for a few months and I'll be back." Uh, but yeah, that that shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, this no. move to Liverpool, if yeah, if he doesn't even ultimately end up at Liverpool, which which he very well may, but if he doesn't, um, this move is still probably designed to put him in the shop window uh, and ultimately get him out elsewhere. We've talked in the past about how he, along with Weston McKenney, were probably two of our biggest transfer market assets. Um, so regardless of our you know Bundesliga status, he'd be likely to get out of there if we end up getting relegated almost a certainty at that point if not i mean i don't even know what if his contract is valid at that point we'll see but yeah um bon voyage i guess and uh we hardly knew you unfortunately <laughs> didn't get to uh spend too much time with the young man but uh i do believe his future is bright and we wish him the best i think uh dirk said it best uh this is like a worse version of groundhog day movie it just keeps repeating over and over again it can't get, it can't not get better um i yeah. think i think the best case scenario for us with ozan kabak is that uh, Liverpool do not buy him. Well, I guess they could buy him. It wouldn't matter, actually, at this point. Liverpool buys him for the $30 million, or he comes back to Schalke, and Schalke sells him for... Well, I guess he's even part of our... Do you sell him on our contract? If we sell him on the contract, we could just sell him for more money, potentially, if he does really well at Liverpool. But um, all indications is if he does well at Liverpool, they'll buy him. So uh, $30 millions, I guess, is overall, maybe... I, I heard some different numbers. 
Um, either way, it's goodbye, Ozan Kabak. And I guess we're, we shouldn't be surprised with that, like you said. Um, so um, imagine if Cap, uh, if he acts if he actually uh, capitalizes on his, his promise, and they have like a Virgil Van Dyke and, and Ozan Kabak center back pairing for it'd be pretty good years to come. It'd be, be pretty good, pretty nasty. And then you got uh, Joel Matip back there as well, who can you know come and deputize. Don't, right don't forget, back. don't forget our boy. Don't forget our boy Matip. Two point or number one. He's original. Tiao is at number two point right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's the way it could be. It could be a very strong defense for many years to come if he reaches his potential. So, I mean, all the best of luck to him, obviously, but uh, just obviously didn't work out for us. And we need low, the key, money. low key, very much miss Matip's ability to drive forward with the ball, like, you know, break a defensive line and then play a pass. We haven't had nearly enough of that. Kabak does that on occasion and Sane every once in a while. But uh, that was a huge strength of Matip that I feel like we've missed in his absence the last yeah. few years. Seems like Holasinak has missed, missed some of that in the last couple of games as well. So, um, moving on, though. Uh, a little bit of good news, I guess we could say. Uh, we did extend Hoppy for until 2023, so we get to keep the uh, the youngster for a little bit. It means he's going to be almost all but guaranteed to stay with us if we do make the drop. Uh, thoughts on uh, the extension of Matthew Hoppy? No brainer. Uh, I forgot if this was I was talking to you or if it was a different chat, but somebody messaged me and they're like, "Hey, we're not going to lose Hoppy on a free." And I was like, "Yet, yet." <laughs> I think it was me. <laughs> yeah, we we avoided that for at least the next couple of years, but yeah. you know, it's always a looming threat with this team. Yeah. Um. Hey, you know, good good for him. He he got his opportunity. Um, has done enough to capitalize on it so far, and is, is able to convert that into you know a permanent contract. And um, certainly a player that, from Schalke's perspective, if they are concerned about going down, you would probably want to lock up because a lot of the other better players, Harit, other guys are gonna probably not be following you to the spite of Bundesliga. And a player as young as Matthew Hoppe, who'll be like twenty years old at that point, um, still very much unproven and and needing to get minutes and develop his career. Uh, I think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you stayed with us uh, and tried to help us uh, get promoted back up. If that's what the situation ultimately ends up being. I mean, yeah, ultimately I think that would be a best case scenario for him is that, you know, if, if we were to make the unfortunate drop uh, playing in this fight, the Bundesliga would be a good opportunity for him to get, gain some experience and stuff like that. But We'll see. I mean, shout out Hoppy, by the way. Uh, hope you're feeling better today. I would imagine today you were feeling pretty rough after uh, your Twitter timeline last night. Seemed like you were having a good time <laughs> during the Super Bowl. So if you're feeling yeah. a little rough today, I hope you're doing all right. Yeah, I remember there's some movies uh, with the same title of what you're referring to. But yeah, no, it, was, it, it seemed like you had a good time. Uh, I, I remember one of the tweets he mentioned was, what's a better combination, uh, Brady to Gronkowski or Harita Ut or Harita Hoppy? I mean... <laughs> So, yeah, no, yeah, he's blowing up, I guess, enjoying the Super Bowl. I guess him better than me, I guess. I wasn't watching it. So, um, anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go for the uh, rinse repeat, I guess, right? Uh, we had two games uh, over this past uh, week or whatever. And uh, first, it was a, the DFP-Pokal match against Wolfsburg. Uh, many of us thought uh, maybe there's our chance that we can win the Pokal. And, uh, you know, if we, at least we struggle in the Bundesliga, there's that. Well, that came to a quick end. Uh, one nothing loss uh, goal by uh, uh, Veghorst. Um, obviously, he's always going to score against us. They win one nothing. Um, of the two games, I think Jack, uh, I think this Wolfsburg match we played the better of the two. Um, wasn't neither one is right home right home about, but I think this is a little bit better we did in, in that game. I think. And this is what's really interesting to me is even the first one, which I think was only a two 0 loss, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, where we had a pretty good second half as well. Uh, for some reason, Wolfsburg, despite being I think third, are they third in the table now? Are they that high? They're up there. They're up there. I don't know where they are exactly They've right now. They've been a but... team that we, for some reason, looked better against than a lot of other people. Not saying we look good against them, because that's yeah. kind of rare in general, but we, for some reason, matched up well. Um, and so it was 
at least nice to see that we were able to hang in against a team like that for 90 minutes. And, and clearly uh, the effort was on display from the players on the Schalke side, uh, which is, you know, all you can really ask for. And you saw how, how upsetting it was to them when, when they had expended all that energy and ultimately lost yeah. um, after the game, you could see Harit among other people looking pretty dejected about it. So uh, yeah, tough. I mean, the penalty itself, dude, um, if we can just jump right to that, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it was one of those plays live. For those of you who aren't aware what happens, it, it there's a there's a header, um, headed clearance that it's center of the box. It gets knocked out to the edge of the box. And uh, William, I believe, is facing yeah. goal. And he is trying to clear the ball kind of backwards. And so he's... he's and uh, I forget which Wolfsburg player it actually is that comes from behind him. Is it, was it Schlager? No. Um, I don't remember. Anyway, there's a Wolfsburg player who's, who's challenging for the ball as well, who William is literally incapable of seeing because he's, it's coming from directly behind him. And uh, technically, the Wolfsburg player kind of knocks into and makes contact with the ball first. And they, they decide that, I guess, William's leg, when he's trying to clear it, is, is a penalty worthy. Um, when I saw it live, I was like, oh, my, they, they actually might look at that because it's the exact kind of play where you could see something was going to happen to us. And it's it's a super rough call. I mean, I understand why it's a penalty, but one of the harshest ones I've seen on us in quite a while because it's not intentional from William. He doesn't know anything about it. It's basically a 50-50. If that happens in the middle of the field, I'm not even convinced there was a whistle at all. Yeah, They might just yeah. let that play on, but because it's the edge of the box, VR goes and takes a look at it, and then the penalty itself is saved. It's a bad penalty, and then they score on the rebound. So to lose a, a DFB-Pokal match 1-0 on that penalty call, on that penalty take is just the most Schalke thing of all time, super brutal. And I, I feel bad for, for the guys. Cause they, they really put in, I think a, a decent performance in that one relative to other things we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly was a, a decent performance by the guys. Uh, and it kind of gave you some hope. And a lot, I know a lot, I know gross was, uh, trying to pull on some positives from that match. And a lot of fans were trying to pull off that match. Cause we had that big game against, uh, RB Leipzig, uh, coming up on the weekend. And we knew it was always going to be difficult. Leipzig are top two in the table. As you mentioned, Wolfsburg are third and we have been playing them very well this season. Surprisingly. One quick, yeah. yeah. One quick lineup talking point from the Wolfsburg game that I wanted your opinion yeah. on actually was, uh, we saw that we started off in that game with, uh, the Timo Becker Williams stack on the right-hand side, yeah, which yeah. was something that I think had happened via substitution the previous game. Correct. correct. We actually started that off. And, Listen, when you have a team who is so thin at that position at right back, like all season long, and then they go out into the transfer market and purchase somebody who's ostensibly a right back, I think it's a fairly logical conclusion to assume that that guy would be playing at right back. And then instead we see him play at right mid. But I feel like it actually worked out fairly well. Timo Becker, every game recently, I feel like is slightly improving and getting yeah. more comfortable and getting more involved in. And uh, William at least has a decent dribble and, and a and a little bit of creativity and maybe him further up the pitch isn't actually that bad of an idea. Yeah, it's very similar to, uh, in, in a way, kind of like Kyle Jerry, right? Where we kind of got him for his right back and then we started playing him as winger and he played very well there. Um, and then, you know, eventually we put him back right back and it didn't work out. But um, yeah, no, no, I, I did like the double stack there. We did, though, in, this, in the game against Leipzig, did see uh, William go back into the right back mm -hmm. position. Uh, that was interesting. We also saw the debut of uh, of Mustafi at center back paired with uh, Nastasic, uh, obviously Kolasinac, the captain, would be at left back. Um, the two holding midfielders would again be Mascarell and Stambouli. Uh, Schopf would be this time be at the right wing position as opposed to William. Um, and then Ut and Harit, obviously with Hoppy up top. Um, pretty standard lineup. I mean, obviously there's not going to be no Huntelar, no Roman due to injury. Uh, and I think we're missing one other person possibly. But uh, yeah, Serdar. Serdar, yeah, yeah. So that's why he didn't start. So. 
Um, thoughts on that initial lineup against uh, Leipzig? Because I wasn't too impressed with the Leipzig lineup. With me, that might not that might yeah, be I mean, true, but so I mean, the first thing is Mark Ut right now is in horrible form. Yeah. Has been for for several weeks. Since really hasn't injury. been. The, I mean, yeah, really hasn't been the same since the head injury. But it, I mean, especially the last couple of games, I feel like it's just been yeah. absolutely brutal. So that that's that's concerning off the bat. You would prefer to see somebody else there. Um, also, Shup, we, which we've talked about, just you never know whether or not he's going to be serviceable or just going to be an absolute you know waste of waste of a body out there. I think unfortunately in this game it was much more. Uh, the latter. I don't know if that's just because Leipzig and the pressure they put you under is is difficult to cope with. But I mean, Shup didn't really accomplish a whole lot. And then, um, once again, just the, the Mascarell, Stambouli, you know, both of them in the center. It's just not, yeah, who I'd ideally like to have there. I mean, I thought Stambouli was not a factor in this game almost at all. Uh, Mascarell a little bit more so, but you know, had some sketchy moments in terms of tackles and stuff, and just seemed a little bit off the pace. Like especially against a fast team like Leipzig. Yeah. That's having both those guys out there. They just can't cover enough ground, in my opinion. No, I, I agree with you. And I think uh, majority of the game, certainly the first half, was very even and even in the sense that it was consistent and the consistent sense that it was lopsided. It was all on our end and all Leipzig. Uh, we had zero shots in the first half, I believe. Um, it was just complete domination. I mean, we we were compact, I guess. If you want to take some some, some positives from this, we were we were compact defensively. So we were bending but not breaking necessarily. Fairman really didn't have anything to worry about. I think like one one difficult shot in the first half. Um, they did get the sucker punch late in the in the in the I guess it's a sucker punch, but not really because set pieces is what we always give up goals, yeah. right? And Mukieli gets a nice uh, header, free header. Uh, I think it was Mustafi on that play, but. Um, yeah, just uh, a, another set piece goal that we give up, and that is our Achilles heel this year. As bad as we've done with an, many different categories, set pieces is the worst by far. Every game we're talking about set piece goals. Yeah, we are. But in, in, as you said about the first half, it's like, well, kind of compact and didn't give away too many clear cut chances. So you could sort of be pleased with that, but zero off- offensive threat whatsoever. Struggled to even get it past midfield most of the time in transition. They were shutting everything down. Mark had like one shot that like looped over or something like that. Didn't even come close. Yeah. Mark Good is an absolute black hole in possession. He's where every offensive move goes to die at the moment. He had two different things within the first 10 minutes where I think he killed the transition um, with a bad decision or, you know, misplaced pass, whatever. Um, Tough. Yeah. And, and, and just zero shots. So, I mean, you could, yeah, once again, you could say, hey, decent organization. Didn't give a lot of clear cut chances, but doing absolutely nothing, and it's 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 one way traffic. And then when they concede the corner in stoppage time, you're just like, here it comes, here it got like right yeah. before halftime. Here's the psychological yeah. dagger, and uh, yeah. naturally, wouldn't you know it, it's uh, the new man <laughs> who is coming into you know. Sh- I mean, just, I think last week we referred to him as due diligence on the part of Jochen Schneider, and and not a whole lot else. Although it seems like it was you know Zayo who actually is the one who reached out to him as was the case with Huntelar. So maybe he's actually, you know, the one doing the recruiting. So props to him, but uh, yeah, he just lost his mark, which is something we've seen time and time again. I don't want to be too tough on Mustafi because he had what, like a day to train with the yeah. team after court. Yeah. I mean, so like he hasn't played since boxing day. He hasn't been training with the team. It's going to be hard for him to just slot in against a team like Leipzig and, and look good. So hopefully yeah. this is a performance that is an outlier for him, but Based on what we've seen at Arsenal times, I'm not entirely sure it is. And and I think he had questionable moments on all three goals, in my opinion. So I agree. You know, by the way, I love the hat, Jack. Uh, Nice hat. Looks good on you anyway. um, So, yeah, you know, one thing we didn't mention uh, before this goal happened is, uh, you know, 
say what you want about Mark Oot. Uh, he had been one of our better players up until the head injury. And then obviously that's had a major effect on him. Uh, and a lot of, lots of people have been screaming for him to get off the pitch and blah, 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 blah. Some people even hoping he get injured. I don't know why. I don't know why you ever say that against your own player, but he did get injured in the 38th, 39th minute, pulled a hamstring going for a ball that was in the air. Uh, unfortunately for him, I hope he recovers well. But uh, yeah, it did look immediately as soon as he reached his leg up, it was a hamstring injury. He goes off, Bouyaleb comes on. Um, and, you know, Bouyaleb did some good things, I think, for a little bit, as good as anybody else could could have done on, the, on that pitch, I guess. But uh, that substitution happened just before the goal. And then obviously the goal happened right in 43rd minute, literally the stop, the last minute of stoppage time. Um, so they go into halftime, one nothing lead. Uh, come out and it's more the same really um the 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 pressure by leipzig in the second half was a little bit more ramped up fairman was forced to make a little bit couple more saves and he did first the, 15 minutes of the second half especially i felt like yeah yeah i don't remember who it was uh if it was in, in Konku or or who it was from distance got a nice shot off that fairman had to make a nice save on um a couple headers as well i remember uh so yeah fairman was forced to uh make some to play more at least in the in that second half uh they did would end up getting that second goal through marcel sabitzer um, a nice, powerful low shot to the low corner, low left corner. And then to add insult to injury in the 87th minute, Willie Orban would get a goal off a set piece. Of course, this time I think uh, Nastasic is the one who was to take blame for that. The main, the most of the blame, I should say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, 3 nothing, 3 nothing loss to Leipzig. I think a loss to Leipzig was always on the cards. Uh, we obviously, the the optimi- optimist in us, we were always hoping maybe something would happen. But, um, you know, this was a closer loss in terms of they didn't look like it was against Bayern or something where we just got completely outclassed, but outclassed in the sense that we were discombobulated in the back. We were very disciplined somewhat. We're bending, not breaking, but they still, it was all of them. Yeah, it was, it was, it was less intensity for most of the match Yeah, from Leipzig than we often see with Bayern, the kind of pressure we saw from Bayern in the first game of the season, for instance, right? Where it was like every time they went down the field with the ball, they looked like they were going to score and they were just out for blood. Leipzig was significantly more measured for most of the game in their approach, but e- even so, it was still just completely one-way traffic. Um, and uh, yeah, pretty brutal. That that, that second goal that you mentioned, um, kind of tough because the run comes from sort of behind him, but yeah. Mustafi falls asleep, doesn't track it, which forces William to come in and try to cover it. Opens up on Helena with the pass, right? It went over to um, Sabitzer. Yeah, it may, it may have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sabitzer, nice finish from him. Um, if only he could finish his his facial hair uh, <laughs> as well as he could finish patchy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, and then <laughs> the third. Joke. Yeah, the third. The third. Um, yeah, Nastasic again, who's who struggled all season, and honestly, it's it's three v one, and the fact that we can't keep Orban from scoring that is, is pretty sad. Fantastic header from him, though, it must be said. Yeah. I mean, that's like yeah, that's a cross nice. goal top corner. Mustafi, that, was better than better, that was better than Mukiele's header, I think. Yeah, Mustafi marking no one on that entire play. Watch Eric, the replay. He, he's like, here I am. And then he's like, oh, I gotta get back. Yeah, I mean, it just, so, he, yeah. Tough game, Um, and two set-piece goals, so same old, same old, 3-0, rinse, wash, repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dirk says uh, Mustafi did very well considering he didn't play or train with the team. Just bad. It cost us the first goal. Yeah, I mean, uh, we agree with that. Uh, and just uh, tough game to be put on uh, right away against a, a very good team. And uh, Gross was obviously not impressed with with way Mustafi played. But I mean, how can what, what more can you expect of him considering the lack of uh, pitch time that he's had and why Tiao didn't start or I mean, Asani is not ready yet. But um, yeah, it's it's and again, no Bazdawan uh, in the game again. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know where we go from here. It's, uh, you know, we are the kings of optimism, but uh, 14 games left. We probably, you know, in, in, we probably need five or six wins uh, straight up. And I don't know where that's going to come from, Jack. Um, I mean, it's a lot of games coming up, but if you look at it from the big picture, you say, okay, there's a lot of winnable games, right? But is there? I mean, the way we've been playing, I mean, obviously Union Berlin, tough, tough game next week. And then we've got the Derby. No, don't want to look forward to that. Um, but then after that, Stuttgart. Stuttgart's having a very good year. Mainz, Mainz had an unexpected win this past weekend. That sucks for us. Um, as did Cologne over Gladbach, which also as did Cologne. Gladbach, yeah. what are you doing? We are just uh, the, the, everyone's hurting us at the moment. Uh, Wolfsburg after Mainz, Gladbach, Leverkusen, Augsburg, Freiburg, Bielefeld, Hertha, Hoffenheim, Eintracht, and then we end this. If somehow we get these wins, uh, lo and behold, then the magic of the schedule, we get Cologne. Uh, that could make a break possibly, but at that point, I, I don't know, Jack. I don't know where are we gonna get these wins from. It just uh, it doesn't seem like there's any. We need a glimmer of hope, and we're not getting that. Yeah, and, and once again, the Hoffenheim game where we where we won and, and looked offensively competent was against a severely injury depleted Hoffenheim yeah. with you know very much a makeshift starting eleven. So they, there's just not yeah there's not enough data points to suggest this is turning around anytime soon. And once again, I mean, two of the last three are, 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 are Bundesliga at least are are, are Bayern and, and Leipzig. So it's tough to look at these specific ones. And, and take too much out of it. But, um, yeah, ultimately, I don't think we've seen enough under Christian Gross. And, yeah, it's not Christian Gross's fault. It's the same thing we've seen with, yeah. you know, the last three managers before that. So, um, yeah, at some point, same same thing we've been saying all along, they have to find a way to win the matches that you think are within reason to be won. Um, and they got to take advantage of some of their chance. I mean, you know what? And, like, there, there were a couple – there were a couple moments, even in, even in the, the Leipzig game, where – I'm not saying there were chances in terms of like shots, but like if one person makes like a slightly better decision or if there's a better touch, there's things to be there. Matthew Hoppy had a couple of moments where he kind of messed up in the box. I felt like took a wide touch that kind of, I mean, where he could have gotten a shot off that sort of thing. So, um, but speaking yeah, of, speaking of Hoppy, that, that the one play where he was off sides, where he got the ball, beautiful first touch past the defender, made another yeah. move past the defender. I was like, that's Oh, this is great. Yeah. It's a well, great play, but oh, it was offside. But like, you like to see that from him. He's, all these guys are just a step away from a positive uh, move, and it just seems like every little mistake is compounding with another, and then it just avalanches towards you know towards abysmal play, and it's uh, it's just ter- it's terrible. I mean, I don't know, I I got, I got no words really. And you look at you look at the standings um, where we at with the wins from Mainz and um, Cologne. Cologne's now up to 14, so they're way out of relegation. They're on 21 points. Uh, Mainz are now up to 13 points, so they're five points above us. I mean, Armenia is in the last spot, last the playoff relegation spot, and they're, what, uh, 17 points. So they're nine points ahead of us. We have to do better than both those squads and whoever's ahead of them, um, Augsburg. It's difficult. I mean, I don't know. It's it's 14 games to go. We need to start winning immediately. And if we don't start winning, if we don't get a win against Union, that then all hopes has to be out the window, I think. I mean, I don't know. I wonder if we could address Jake's question in the chat just because I think it gets partially to a larger point about team selection at the moment. Yeah. So what, what Jake is asking is when, when, when Mark Oot was injured and, and I, th- I believe that the person that came on was Bujaleb as yep. like a right, right into the same position. Yeah. Um, if it would have made more sense to sub on Benito Rahman instead and put him at the left wing in that four, two, three, one move Harit centrally. And the answer to that question to me is yes, that would yep. have made yeah. uh, more sense. Um, Bujaleb, 
like everybody else, kind of inconsistent. And once again, the last couple times we've seen him hasn't really impacted the match. And I and I do think that even with Benito Rama being inconsistent this season, um, putting somebody like him out wide it, it at least gives you something. I, I think uh, more than what Bujulev and Enu are providing centrally right now. So yeah, I agree. And at, at the other point I wanted to make is just that I feel as though at the moment there could be as many as like six people that were in the starting lineup in this game that I think should not be starting going forward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Timo Becker, Malik Chow, both have shouts, Bozduan, Suat Serdar, um, maybe even Raman as well, uh, Sane if he comes back. And so, um, yeah, it's frustrating because we're, we're, we're pretty bad in general, but we're not even always getting what I think many of us would consider to be an optimized 11 because of injuries and other issues. I almost want to see the youngsters play just to see if they get give you more heart. Like we saw this at the end of the last year where we brought all the youngsters in against Leverkusen and we actually had a pretty good game. That was one of our best games of the rook run the last year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of guys that I, in the lineup, I'm like, I don't know if I want to see you anymore, you know, you know, based, you know, if there's injuries or whatever, okay, whatever, we have to put you in there. But, um, yeah, it just, it's been difficult too. You know, as soon as Huntelar has been here, he got injured right away and, uh, Ramon got the injury and Sardar has got the injury and, you know, it's, uh, and Sonny's obviously not back yet. So it's, it's, it's been one thing after the other. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been difficult. Um, and, like I said, we have to get some wins here or we're going to be looking to fight the Wooden Sliggas straight in the face here. Um, I don't know what point it becomes a, a confirmation, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's become more and more reality as the weeks go by. Yeah, games, I mean, what, what we've been saying for most of the year was it's not doesn't even make sense mathematically to start talking about it. It's getting to that point now because the gap is, has definitely increased. Yeah. Um, Mainz and Cologne and other teams are, are picking up wins occasionally and, uh, and nothing's still changing. So, um, you know, it, it could be could be mid-march before we know it and uh don't know how many opportunities we're gonna have before then to win a game and at that point it's probably over and i think you know at times we do look like we are a competent team a, a bonus league team and then more times than not we don't we look very incompetent we look like a team that doesn't belong in the league and i don't remember i saw someone on twitter and it wasn't even a, a shaka fan per se but they were like this team doesn't even look like a team that belongs it looks like one of those teams that came up for one year and uh there's they're just there for the fun and then i'm gonna go back down again that's what we look like and it's like this is not who we are. This is infuriating. And, you know, it was nice to see the, some of the ultras out there and and Muhammad, the beer guy who has his beer on top of the head. Mm-hmm. They're all there outside trying to cheer on the team. But, yeah, not happening. Somebody tweeted us and was like, hey, there's a Shaka fan with a beer on his head. Like, isn't that yeah. crazy? I'm like, we're, yeah. we, we're, he's, he's a celebrity. We were well aware who that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We pointed to, put him to uh, Shaka Lieben because Shaka Lieben did a nice video again with him, uh, Muhammad Muhammad. Uh, so definitely check them out. If you, if you know who Shaka Lee been, I mean, go, go follow them. They put up some great content for Shaka. Uh, they get some in-depth in of stuff with the players as well. So definitely check them out. Uh, what a Dirk Sear saying comments in. He's saying, uh, worst comes to worst. Are you two going to continue to do this fantastic podcast? I'm in, Jack. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm in. Swipe the Bundesliga. I got some different teams to talk about for once, right? <laughs> uh, I think the only question would just be we have to work out how we're going to get access to all of the matches. I don't know what, yeah. what's going on with ESPN for the spite to Bundesliga. I haven't stayed up on. I well, think they do have sure. it, but yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll be the difficult thing for us uh, in the States. We might have to get, uh, get the, uh, maybe the club to move us to Germany or something. So we get some access to the, to the games. I don't know, but uh, yeah, you know, if we can get access to the games, absolutely. Right. Uh, maybe we'll have to brush up on our German, just listen to the German feed, uh, German radio there to catch the game. <laughs> You'll be uh, fine. That, that's going to require the work on my end for the most part. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, yeah, a little, little more than me, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if if we can get access, sure, well, absolutely. Why not, right? Yeah, we have, yeah we have no intention of of uh, stopping 
talking about this team just because they go down. Yeah. Um, not yeah. not that fair weather, obviously. Just it, the yeah. only the only question would just be logistical. Yeah, but yeah. And then for those who want, we're gonna give a shout out right now. You know, follow this fight the Bundesliga podcast. Uh, definitely give them a follow. Good good group of guys that we've had Matthew Karagich on here before. Uh, obviously, Ava is very very knowledgeable as well. She's she's awesome too. So definitely give them a follow. Uh, get your knowledge on this fight the Bundesliga, and then uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be talking with him more sooner than later. So hopefully not, but yeah, you never know. Uh, yeah, so. An increasingly relevant podcast, yeah. For, that's for, right. For, for that's supporters right. far and wide. Uh, Dirk says German is easy. Even the little kids in Germany can speak it. <laughs> there, there you go. Come on, Jack. There you go. You let kids be better than you. Come on. <laughs> Plenty of them are. <laughs> Same here in here in this country. I, they're all better than me. So my son's better than me. I know that for sure. So uh, anyway, we're going way off topic here, but for good reason because there's not much to talk good on the pitch here. Um, so yeah, next game is Union Berlin. Difficult game. Uh, we know it. Uh, I think this is, I mean, if it's not a must win already, it, it, it's got to be a must. We have to get something. And, you know, getting draws here and there. I mean, a draw against uh, Dortmund would be fantastic, I think. But we need to get some wins here. We need five to six wins, honestly, in the next 14 games. Uh, Virginia Knappen are here. Hey, what's up, Brian? He says, I've been watching some uh, Nuremberg matches on ESPN Internet. So, yeah, I, there have been some games on, on ESPN. So, hopefully, we get continue to see that. I've seen more, actually, despite the Bundesliga games than Eredivisie games. So, there's that. So hopefully that continues going forward. Are there going to be any fans in the stadium for Union? Because that is that is a uh, an away game for us, correct? It is, and I don't know if there are going to be any fans because uh, I know many of the cities have been tightening up on uh, on who they allow or what they allow into the stadiums. Um, so I'm not sure yet, uh, but I'm sure we'll hear something here in the next coming days. Uh, majority, I know, obviously we're, we're the ones not letting anybody in, but um, there's several cities that are starting to let, let people back in or have had small numbers like two, 3,000 in there. So uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Not sure. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions, let us know in the chat. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, so we don't want to keep repeating what we've been saying every week because it's the same thing over and over again. Uh, <laughs> looks like the club are going to get relegated, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Nuremberg's not doing too well. Um, so... Yeah, it seems that like everyone's doing well. Anyone who's affiliated with us, it seems to be doing poorly at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that would be the ultimate Schalke Nuremberg handshake, right? If we both went down the same season. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Uh, Jack, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I don't have much else to talk about. Like we said, same old, same old. Uh, you know, good effort against Wolfsburg and uh, hopefully. You know, third time's the charm against them because we got them coming up fairly soon as well in the league. Uh, yeah. You know, in several weeks probably. Um, yeah, and it just when it, yeah, when it comes to the Leipzig and the, and the Bayern ones, we, given how bad we are, we don't have a chance in those games. I hope they yeah. can just brush that off psychologically. It's everybody else to, we need to play better. Yeah, and, and try to capitalize against some. I mean, yeah, it, we're worse than everybody. So I mean, there's no such thing as an easy game. Union Berlin is not an easy opponent for us. They're they're no. a better team than us right now. So yeah. Um, but hopefully that's one that maybe we can make something happen in. Virginia can happen asked is uh is so hope he's a Brady fan, huh? Apparently. Apparently. Libations, a big fan of Super Bowl in general or just sports, <laughs> all kind of big fan of tweeting, big fan of lots of things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh the last thing I'm gonna leave it on is that uh on Christian Gross, right? You know, we obviously with the win when he came when he first came in, first couple of games, whatever, uh it's great stuff. We had a lot of positivity there. But since then, and, and I think they alluded to this on the telecast a little bit, we haven't seen much of of an improvement um like there was some good things we have been better defensively i think more discipline uh at times um certainly better than you know under the Wagner era and, and maybe occasionally under the bomb era but um 
it hasn't really been a, a big improvement. We've been losing. We lost three to four last four games or four of the last five games. It's not the trend you want to be doing. If we were drawing all those games, it'd be different. But we've been losing these games and losing these games fairly handily in terms of scoreline. Um, we need to see something. I mean, uh, we know why he was brought in, and at, at, at times it just looks like he's just lost. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts when you when you watch them watch them on the sidelines there. It, it's always easy to easier to criticize people that that appear to be slightly quieter and more reserved on the sideline as not act you know actually having a plan or, or affecting things Manuel Baum was very active yeah um and so it was it was easier to point to that kind of thing yeah. um yeah it, it gross is just one of those guys you never know what he's thinking because of his face yeah like you know if we score a goal he'll just be like yeah and then if we you know concede he'll he'll just you know the same kind of thing um he's uh my wife says I have that kind of face <laughs> I think his I think his team selection has been a little bit questionable as well because there's there's, there's several players and one, in, injuries are part of it. But there's I haven't always liked who he's putting forward, um, and I I can't help but wonder if how much of that is entirely his, him. I don't want to get like too cynical, but I mean like some of the players that haven't been selected by him seem to be players that haven't been selected by or like you know like Katucci was loaned out, Balls was been kind of freezed out. Like I don't know, it just. It makes me wonder if there's there's pressure from the hierarchy on some of these guys, but maybe it's just you know every coach is coming to the same conclusion about you know what they're doing in training or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah, something's got to happen. It's it, it's it's the players. It's not the coaches. Because I mean to say, hey, Christian Gross is the one that has to that has to find a way. He, no. he's not. David Wagner didn't. You know, Manuel Bond didn't. Uh, it's it's the players. They have to they have to find a way to do it. And at the moment, it doesn't look like they are. So hopefully, yeah. I'm I'm proven wrong. It's the same team that was you know fighting for a Champions League spot under Wagner. All of a sudden is. Worst team in the league. Um, it's the players. I did have one other thing, not to drag this podcast out even longer, but there was one thing. Schalke Daily tweeted out five days ago yeah. or so that, uh, and I don't, this is just one report. I don't know if this was confirmed, um, but uh, that Bentaleb's people had had a conversation with Schneider about possible reintegration into the squad. Did you see that? I did not. No, I did not. So see that. I don't know if there's been any follow up on that or how, how legit that particular piece of uh, news or rumor was, but if that's the case, Savior, whole, yeah, the whole Lord conversation we had earlier in the year about like how, the meaninglessness of like the, these suspensions and everything, like wouldn't that just be, you know, the cherry on top of the entire failure Sunday if if we reintegrated him um, and just proved that we have no idea what we're doing uh, overall, you know, with the number of times that he and Harita have been funneled in and out of the side and we're definitely going to sell him in January. Just kidding. Didn't happen. And, you know, he's not playing for us and maybe he's getting reintegrated. It's it's. Just the merry ground, man. <laughs> the merry ground. It's a merry go round. But let's end the show on a positive note. Uh, Berkstaller, he scored for St. Pauli. Uh, so there's a positive note for you. Good, good on him on, on finally scoring some goals there. I hope uh, he's staying warm in his Christmas sweater. Uh, there you go. I got that sweater around here somewhere. I got to find it. Not that it's you cold have here. to wear that for the next podcast. I will. I will. How about that? I'll do that. I'll do that for sure. Good. Uh, but until the next podcast comes, my friends. Uh, yeah, let's wrap this one up. Um, thank you to all the listeners uh, and, and people in the chat today. We want to thank Shock for all the tidbits on our podcast today. Uh, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? At J.M. Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N on Twitter. All right, on. And yeah, as always, oh, well, first off, if you haven't followed our YouTube page, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, leave comments. Uh, that will definitely be appreciated. Uh, you can obviously follow anywhere on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere like that. So, uh, definitely give those a follow if you haven't done so yet. And, you know, you can follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Uh, until the next podcast comes, my friends, stay ready, and we'll be with you soon. Shoes.